Good day and good night to those of you around the world. I am Mark Smith. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll have a little problem trying to clear my throat, so, um, excuse me and pardon me and my apologies. So far, we're still at Biden with 264 and Trump with 214. I'm still trying to figure out what Abacus or Chisholm Bob question mark is he using? By the popular vote, yeah, he wins. By the electoral vote, put your head between your legs, Trump, and kiss your ass goodbye. The only thing I can say about that one. What if Trump cannot concede to the election? Of course, from the reports that I have read, he will be taken out via Secret Service. Trump does not understand or comprehend the backfirings that he is creating, especially among his wife Melania, a former model and a granddaughter of Khrushchev, and his son Baron. Um, far as I know, since the election gotten close to November 3rd on and thereafter, it has, the comments from Trump have been nothing more, nothing less than farts in the wind. Unfortunately. And then, be like Trump supporters, don't help the matter, none whatsoever. Now, trying to block uh, the BOEs from counting because Trump issued hashtag stop the count. Um, I can tell you right now, I was not one for the electoral vote. But now, I am a strong supporter of it. From what I understand, too, uh, Al Gore uh, conceded, then he reversed his decision, then he conceded again because of this Chad situation in Florida.
um, I just only hope that the vote counting does continue throughout this weekend in the many states, even the ones that are split and are too close to call or that are reversed, so on and so forth. I just hope the vote counting does not stop. Um, the thing that I find interesting, too, is that the reason why it's taking so long is because this national election, um, there has been more voters as far as the popular vote is concerned than there have been in the past. So, don't get antsy, folks. Even the media has learned from the days of George W. Bush and his brother, former Florida Governor Jeb Bush, helping his brother George W. win on technicalities, the proverbial chads are concerned. And I have to say, America did have fun with it. <clears throat> as far as defining what is a chad is concerned. At least we haven't lost our sense of humor in that area. Um, but when it comes to Trump, him thinking that all he has to do is declare himself the winner and all things will stop as far as votes are concerned. That ranks right up there in calling the coronavirus a hoax you see where the coronavirus and Trump calling it a hoax got us. Um, we cannot go through the world just taking things as they come. That is absolute wrong. Because when you go through the world just taking things as they come, you are setting yourself up for such a way beyond any USA English word, fall. We have more than enough to deal with in this country, and I'm sure we all have the same thing to deal with all over the world when it comes to dealing with, in general, narcissism. Yes, narcissism. 
I go to some store that anytime I go down a certain aisle, the customer is talking to the store owner, and as I go down the aisle, the customer that's talking to the store owner turns around and looks at me as if I'm going to be the one to give him or her attention. So which is why we have narcissism. No way, no how. I have over 35 years of experience in narcissism, unfortunately. I had one that came from her car and as big and, uh, uh, well, let's put it this way, and Al Bundy's words, as big of a behemoth and fat and limping of a narcissist she is, she just kept trying to get attention from me. Talk about sickos. Phase two. Talk about phase two. I can't really say that I'm a, in general, professional wrestling fan in the full sense of the word, but I'm starting to see people starting to take another look at AEW and all other wrestling organizations WWE In a way I do understand Vince McMahon and company's position as far as uh, Basically, Vince calling the shots, <clears throat> despite these wrestlers that are basically independent contractors, as great as their ideas may be, Vince will basically do a thumbs down on it. So what else is there? AEW. AEW is growing so very rapidly and also to impact wrestling which is really so very down the list but hey they're still alive and well Still cooking, still kicking with the gas. Um, there was a report that said perhaps Vince is starting to come to grips with this new generation of fans versus the old generation of fans that he is so used to 
the two cannot be blended together. And, uh... The old age is catching up to them. The only way to say it. Uh... You have to understand that this was his dad's wrestling organization that went from regional to global. And he just does not really want to relinquish control to just anyone. Um, but also, too, is you have to wrestle, if not box it out, with USA Network and Fox Broadcasting, because the numbers just are not there. I don't know, maybe it's because Vince's wrestling organization is one thing and USA Network and Fox Broadcasting is a Broadcasting network of sorts. And they have a fight on their hands trying to increase the numbers. And Vince just doesn't understand there are separate mediums that he has to contend with. And it's a matter of who's left holding the bag. Question mark on that one. Um, it wouldn't surprise me Maybe a rarity, but it wouldn't surprise me either way that Vince may have to take a pay cut. Um, as far as his Raw, NXT, and SmackDown is concerned. And also, too, technology-wise, it does confirm something I've said all along. It doesn't matter how high-tech it gets. It still remains a human touch of high-tech. 
As I said before, no matter how high-tech it gets, the more sensitive it gets. Uh, there was an episode of a cartoon character <laughs> Ramjet where the machines uh, rebelled against the humans. And of course, Roger Ramjet took his was high protein, proton energy pill and kicked the ass out of these machines. And they all fell back into place. I don't see that happening at any time. But I do see in general a time where all these devices, and instruments, if you want to throw that in, that we use and that we depend on in our daily lives, go against us. Um, The compatibility is there, the thought is there, um, I mean, it's like, uh, what we've seen with that one with Will Smith, where one day, what was it, he woke up and all of a sudden, he looks out his window and here comes a helicopter rising up. That's just the beginning, people. I also <laughs> that um, in the city of Cleveland, uh, the city of Cleveland finally bought all of the utility poles that uh, First Energy slash the illuminating company owned so they can install more uh, surveillance cameras. There is another problem with that that I have with it. Every time we see new cadets from the Cleveland Police Academy graduate, it's the same old, same old spiel. New cadets, new police officers out on the street. Yes, wonderful, terrific, awesome, granted. But there are police officers that are ready to file for retirement. So for each and every time there are new Cleveland police cadets graduating, and there are, at the same time, there are 
older Cleveland police officers ready to pack it in, how does that increase patrol crime? Zach Reed, the Cleveland City Councilman, otherwise known as Mr. Motormouth, he talks about presenting legislation, but when it comes to legislation, he's nowhere to be found again, aka null and void. As long as we hear the same old recycled, mega multi-recycled reports about new cadet officers hitting the streets, but yet hardly nothing is talked about when it comes to Cleveland police officers already eligible for retirement. How does that solve the problem? Phase three. I have to say I enjoy um, YouTube videos. Some of them are very good, some of them are not. It still comes down to with me having a hearing loss, not by choice, that a lot of these videos don't have closed captioning. If Google, the owner of YouTube, could get funding for closed captioning on YouTube, that would be great, rather than it could be the same YouTube channel, but there are some episodes that either do have closed captioning, and there are other episodes that don't have closed captioning. So, hey Google. How about seeking funding? The, uh, the Office of Education. Um, to provide funding for closed captioning. And for that matter, being bilingual via closed captioning. If you want to be anything and everything to anyone and everyone, there is your golden opportunity. Should you get that close. Um, here's my little soapbox of the day. <laughs> U.S. Bank, located inside Walmart, North Levitt Road, Amherst, Ohio, 
In October, I went to their little satellite branch and got two rolls of quarters. No problem. November 3rd, 2020, I got a problem. Why? Because of some narcissistic bitch, aka teller, says, as long as you don't have an account, we can't do it. Even though it came from a debit card that had money to back it, said you can't do it. I've already let U.S. Bank know, or the district manager for the area, I'm guessing, Robert Taylor, a <laughs> narcissist, in his own ignorantly stupid way, another narcissist, fails to understand the worst thing that you could ever do at any bank, even satellite branches, is have a lot of women work there. <clears throat> because women who work at bank branches, they end up being nothing, nothing more than a bunch of clicks. Especially the U.S. Bank on Puritas Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio. Especially the wannabe, in reality, assistant manager who tries to pretend to be the branch manager and the so-called supervisor of tellers, Sandy, some megaton-heavy bitch with body paints. Yeah. Talk about things that are obscene. And then a youngin' named Agnes, who robbed me of $50, and the wannabe manager, a.k.a. branch manager, tells me, come on up and deposit $50. I said, why should I pay for somebody's mistakes? Her response was, because, Mark, things change. No, they don't change that rapidly. And then, <laughs> manager Robert Taylor did his own half-cent investigation even though I told him before he did his half-cent investigation how play-by-play -play each transaction is made, and he agreed with me straight through his half-cent investigation says to me that I was wrong. And he sent me a check for $50 in order for me to shut the fuck up. So, needless to say, everyone uh, current and potential, as well as past uh, customers of U.S. Bank, stay away from it.
The supervisor of tellers, Sandy, the big behemoth that she is, she was the one that closed my checking account. I didn't close the checking account none whatsoever for whatever right reason or excuse. Zero, everyone. She closed my checking account and she put it on my credit report. I told the district manager what she did and he said, uh, no, no. The only time we post on a person's credit report is when they're declined for a loan or where they, they are declined for of a card. And while I was there, each and every time I walked past it, drive past it, I always gave every one of those whores the finger, and deservedly, and ritually, and rightfully so. So, that's my soapbox of the day. <laughs> um, I have to say that with the change that uh, decades has made in their programming, it's not bad. They still need to get rid of um, they still need to get rid of uh, family affair, the Jeffersons, now they got the Jeffersons on at 6 a.m. as well as 5 p.m. Um, Cheers and Taxi, those two can be done away with. Although this weekend, everyone, after 12 noon, Saturday, there is a Dean Martin celebrity roast. And if you're looking for real good laughs throughout this weekend, the Dean Martin Celebrity Rose is the place to get filled up. Um, those of you who may not know what the Dean Martin Celebrity Rose is, uh, it was a <laughs> summer replacement for the Dean Martin show. And, uh, even years later, um, Dean Martin had for his summer replacement, um, the gold diggers. And, uh, I have my favorites. Peggy, Taffy, yes, Kathy, Lynn, and Tara Lee, who she is stunning. She is a charmer, using the 70s term. Very lovely young woman at that time. But Tara Lee's voice was that of an opera singer. But she was still magnificent.
I believe the other woman that I had my favorites on was Pauline Cinco, a secretary from Akron, Ohio, as I recall. Um, all the gold digger women had their own little um, gold digger names. I can only remember with Pauline Cinco, hers was Poopsie. Wow. I remember <laughs> were made. Uh about uh the Dean Martin show. It was aired right after um Dragnet, whatever year the program lasted. Dean Martin was seen Thursday nights at 10 p.m. on NBC. And uh, when Dean Martin's show was in season, let's say, the 10, 10 p.m. spot was... was our little playground, a.k.a. adults. And, uh, it was a show for its time, folks, I'll put it that way. Um... The show that shocked me the most was the Smothers Brothers show on CBS, 9 p.m. on Sundays. And I didn't know at the time that the Smothers Brothers show was under mega scrutiny by CBS. And, uh... From my understanding, both Dick and Tommy uh, argued a lot with CBS uh, until that one time that Tommy had the <laughs> of one of their episodes with him, and he didn't turn it in after the show was finished. And, uh, it was a little more risque after their show was canceled on CBS. The, uh, tape that Tommy carried with him somehow was released and was syndicated. Um, the only negative thing I can really say about it was it had a skit about a couple of protesters and a desk sergeant spraying mace into the protesters' eyes. I really, for me as a young teenager, didn't see anything wrong, none whatsoever. 
let's just say phase four. How many of you remember Dick Clark's American Bandstand? I somehow remember seeing it daily, Monday through Friday, and I think also on Saturdays on ABC. I think it was like around maybe 4.30 p.m. Monday through Friday. I don't know what it was on Saturday. But uh, I'm just guessing it was winter at the time. <laughs> Uh, his show was recorded because there was a lot of uh, scuff marks on the dance floor. But at the same time, too, the girls were delightful. They weren't hotties, they weren't lookers, they weren't anything. They were very pretty, very lovely. Um, but given the life and times, day and age at the time, women wore what women wore. And then, uh, what, what did we see? <clears throat> uh, Hullabaloo. I think it was like 7.30 on Tuesday night on NBC. Shindig was Wednesday, I believe it was at 8.30. And there was scene 70, syndicated show. Lloyd Thaxton had on the little dance show. Uh, I believe it was syndicated on uh, locally on TV8. Um, Dance Party, which was seen, as far as I know, in Pennsylvania uh, with Boots Bills, as he calls himself was seen as well. Um, just about every production company came up with some kind of a teen dance party of sorts around the 60s and 70s. Um, I mean, I know on uh, YouTube you'll find various video clips of various performers that appeared on Shindig. Um, Dobie Gray and the In Crowd. Oh, man. Jane and the Americans and their songs as well. And what was it? Uh, the Ronettes. But you know what I found very interesting though was as much money as Dick Clark 
have uh, and all these other syndicated dance shows, both network and otherwise, they really truly didn't have the money that as Solomon did when it came to introducing the Beatles. That's what I find really interesting. I'm sure Dick Clark met the Beatles. I'm sure uh, the Beatles. Um, I can remember locally AM 1100, KYW, then WKYC. Around uh, Sunday night at 9, they would have the top of the pops from the BBC in London as it was introduced. There was one time that the show had uh, the Beatles, but they did not perform on the show. I guess that's as close as it got, and I guess um, Brian Epstein set the bar so high at $10,000 for them to appear on the uh, television show that he either kept it that way or it went up as the popularity uh, increased. The thing I don't understand, though, is uh, there is a conflict between each Beatle hit song during their popularity. Billboard claims the Beatles released a song every 40 days, while other publications said 39 days. Talk about narcissism in print. Um, but yet it's interesting too. Basically faded away, and the Rolling Stones really took it over. And then the Doors, Janis Joplin, so on and so forth. I would have to say after the Beatles' popularity pretty much died, the Rolling Stones really uh, had the same power. As far as the Dave Clark Five is concerned, or DCF, uh, the one song that I love the most is called Because. Um, I can remember as a kid listening to the Stone song, Satisfaction, and I couldn't make out a word of it. Of course, 
stereo back then versus stereo today are two different things. So, um, right now I can't really say too much of anything, mostly because everything is pretty much still up in the air. Um, so until the next time, if you have any email, please direct them to Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, one word, at AOL.com. Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea at AOL.com. Um, I thank you all for listening, and we'll see you again next time.